0: Beyond the Fence Line, a podcast brought to you by the Texas Agricultural Land Trust. Created by landowners for landowners, we're proud to play a role in conserving the Texas legacy of wide open spaces. Welcome back to Beyond the Fence Line. This is Hannah Blankenship, Stewardship Manager for TALTS. Thanks for listening in. If you're following along on our social media accounts, you've probably seen some content from our incredible land stewards out and about across the Texas landscape. This is the time of year we are busy visiting all of our easements, but thankfully I have the help of our regional stewards, Brad, Ken, and Clay. Thank you for joining us today. How are y'all doing?
1: We're good. You're doing well, thank you. Doing good, Hannah. Glad to be here today.
0: Awesome. I'm glad to get to sit down and chat with you guys. Each of you play an important role in the continued relationship Talt makes across Texas. Ken, let's start with you. What region do you represent?
2: I represent the Panhandle, South Plains and Rolling Plains part of the country. I've been doing it for several years and really enjoy it.
0: Good. How about you, Clay?
3: I am the steward for the Trans-Pecos area. Uh, the Trans-Pecos being comprised of nine counties west of the Pecos River. Uh, however, not exclusive to that. I do drift into the San Angelo area and county counties in in that region.
0: Thank you. How about you, Brad?
1: Yes, ma'am. So I'm based in uh, Rockport down on the coast, and I'm the um, Gulf Coast Regional Steward. Uh, my my core area would cover, you know, the majority of the coastal counties from from the Houston area um, all the way down to the valley. Um, I also spend quite a bit of time in the uh, the South Texas region, kind of south of south of San Antonio, south of Highway 90, um, all that deep south brush country. So. <laughs> Um, kind of split my time between those areas.
0: Thanks, Brad. So for our listeners, if you look at our 12-step process on the website, you'll find that the 12th step is the annual monitoring. This is where our stewardship team comes in to ensure your conservation goals that you put into the conservation easement are carried out into perpetuity. Our annual meeting also serves as an opportunity for you to discuss questions, concerns, and future plans with our team. So let's dive in. So, Ken, when does the land team first contact a landowner after the easement is signed?
2: Well, I, after the easement is signed, I, as soon as possible, I try to make contact with uh, the people that uh, own the land and, and um, lay a groundwork for getting to know them, maybe sitting down with them and visiting even before the monitoring begins, if that's okay with them. But for sure, so that they'll at least know who I am when it comes time to schedule and the monitoring visits and that way it won't catch them off guard. If they have a new easement, it, it's gone the whole process is gonna be a little new to them. So we try to be real uh, helpful and and um, agreeable to a time that would work for them when it comes to the monitoring and, and assure them it's not a big high stress deal. <laughs> it's just a time to, to visit together and see how things are going. And and uh, from our end, it's an opportunity to build a relationship. And that's, a, we hope to do that. So that we can help them anytime they might need something that has to do with their their easement or regular old management activities. We don't we don't have any uh, desire to dictate to them how they manage, but they have if they have some questions about management that we might be able to answer, we could sure help them out there.
0: Right, I think that's an important point. You guys are very well versed in the ranching community and and have some connections to other organizations and help outside of what they might be able to obtain themselves. So I think that's a good, definitely a good point.
1: Hey, Hannah, let me throw it back to you. So you didn't cover your area and, and, and where you're located and because you're a big part of this process as well.
0: Okay. Well, I am uh, the stewardship manager for TALT, which I also help with the monitoring. And I am actually located in Ardmore, Oklahoma, but I cover the Central Texas and North Texas region. So, like we said earlier, stewardship is the last step of our process, but it's something that we that will take place every year in perpetuity. So, how are the yearly monitoring visits scheduled, Brad?
1: Our new physical year will start in April first, and typically we'll start queuing that up um, a month before. Um, I typically start trying to reach out to landowners in my region are the ones that i'm i'm you know scheduling to to monitor this season um it's kind of a um a balancing act some of these some of these landowners live on the property they're there every day some are are absentee owners um you know at some point there's um there's properties that that we deal directly with the managers instead of the owners um and, and that's definitely an option when it comes to monitoring as well. If there's a, a landowner representative that they um, have approved to to um, be in their stead um, and conduct these these uh, monitoring visits and and sign off on the finals, um, that that's definitely uh, sometimes what we deal with. But we get in touch with them and um, try to schedule out a, a convenient time that. That we can meet and spend some time with them, um, and a lot of times, you know, there there's a there's a lot of uh, a lot of counties to cover, a lot of traveling, and and we try to um, make it as efficient as possible on our end, but but definitely accommodate their schedules because this is this is a voluntary um, a voluntary meeting, but it's required that we we have to get there once a year, so we're trying to make it as easy for the landowner as comfortable for the landowner um, to to uh, get this conducted.
0: That's definitely a good point to make, that the landowner themselves don't have to be there. We obviously would like for them to so we can continue building relationships, but they they can have somebody in their place or just send us out there on our own. So these monitoring visits do serve a purpose, but what is it? What are we, quote-unquote, monitoring? Clay?
3: Well, I think the, the, the main thing, obviously, Uh, the legal part of it is going to be that we're, that the, the, uh, terms of the easement are being upheld. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that we're, that we're looking for, that the terms have been met. There have not been any violations. Those, to to me, that's, that's the, the main points of, of the, of, of our visit. And we're not always necessarily, you know, at least from my standpoint, I'm not always necessarily looking for something, you know, I may be quizzing the landowner, you know, is there something else that, that, that you need from us? Is there, is there, uh, something we can do for you? I, I try not to make the monitoring visits like, like we're the easement police, you know, and we're just looking for something to, to pin you on and we're, we're not doing that, you know, uh, although it is part of our job, um, to search for those things, that's, I try never to make the visit about that. You know, that's something that I'm kind of doing in the background and, and try to, like Ken had said, you know, establish a relationship with the, with the landowner and maintain that relationship. Cause, you know, we're, we're partners in on this deal. You know, we're, we're, it's not one person working for another. We're partners in on it. So for everybody to follow the terms of the easement is beneficial to both parties.
0: Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Sometimes when I'm out on, especially some of the hill country properties, especially in April, May time frame with the blue bonnets and all the wildflowers, I'm just taking pictures and finding some pretty stuff to take pictures of. And the landowner goes, uh, is everything okay? <laughs> so I think um, definitely making sure that it's not something to stress about and because we take a picture, it's not anything to worry about. Sometimes we just find a pretty flower.
1: I think something to add there is, it, you know, I, I can speak for myself, but I'm sure sure the rest of y'all kind of feel the same way. It's it's an exciting time of year to be able to see the progress of some of these properties as well. You know, um, this, this really doesn't pertain to you know, monitoring per se, but us, you know, being connected to the land, all of us um, in some form or fashion and being connected to land management, it's it's good to see, you know, land advancing and, and, and management advancing and seeing, you know, how the landowners are, are, um, are improving this land. And, and a lot of times, you know, I'll get, I'll get pictures of stuff that, that um you know it's just it's it's a good um it's a good feeling to see this, this land progress forward and, and know that that maybe we had a, a small part in that with this easement enabling that landowner to um enhance their enhance their legacy property.
0: I agree. Sometimes the the written documentation part portion of having the monitoring reports isn't just for Covering our bases legally, it also does tie into what you just said about um, management practices and helping the landowner improve their land. You can go back and see years over time how it's been improving. So, Ken, what happens if you see something that goes against the conservation easement agreement? What's the what's the process?
2: Well, there's, we might take pictures of it, and it's uh, you know, it's not something for the land. We don't want it to cause the landowner any angst because if it just looks like it's something that might need to be documented in relation to the conservation easement we might take pictures and then look at it later according to to the the part of the ranch that agricultural building is allowed in for example or residential building and with the geo-reference location on those photographs we can get a a bearing on where they lie within those areas uh, and we can document that if if there's any (coughs) perceived discrepancy uh, about the easement, then we can talk about it later. It's the monitoring visit isn't the time to do that. And, and and besides that, until we have that easement in our hand and review it one more time and make sure everything's cool, there's no need to, to talk about it. Uh, it's it's not like we're trying to hide something from anybody. It's just that we don't want to, we want it to work for the landowner. Uh, we want the landowner to be successful and uh, and we're like Clay said, we're not the the uh, conservation easement police. We're just uh, we're in this together, and so we just want to make sure all of our eyes are dotted and T's crossed uh, for the protection of the landowner, for the, the land trust as well.
0: That was very well said. I agree. So, when the landowners are consulting with Talt about a conservation easement, could they opt out of monitoring, Brad?
1: Uh, no ma'am it's a it's a required part um, in the easement agreement um, that is that is what salts is is um, tasked with in, in being the easement holder we are um, we're tasked with upholding the terms of the agreement and part of that is an annual visit to the property um, just to review that those like clay said earlier that those um, those terms of that agreement are being upheld um that is that is part of our our mission as a as a um, as a holder and part of our job. So no, it, it is not um, is not optional. But we try to make it as um, as easy as possible for the landowners.
0: Yeah, we did mention earlier that the landowner themselves don't have to be present for the monitoring visit. We could also go out there if they're if they gave us permission. We could go out there ourselves. But the monitoring definitely does need to happen every calendar year. A common misconception is that putting your land under a conservation easement means that you give up the rights to manage the land day by day. What would you say as the response to that, Clay?
3: Well, I, I would have to say that that's you know we're we're, we're certainly not from from Talt's perspective. We're not concerned with how you manage day to day, but we are not going to have a hand in your in your day to day management. It's it's your ranch or it's your property. You know it better, certainly better than we do. And uh, one of our principles is to to be partners with people who are concerned or uh, like minded like we are in conservation of of our of our private lands. We want to be partners with somebody who is going to protect the land the same way we would. So there's there's we feel like there's no reason for us to have a. A, a hand in anything that you're day, doing on a, on a day-to-day basis.
0: That was very well put. Ken, you've been doing this a lot longer than I have even. Do you have any examples of how the role of being a steward fits into the landowner's management and how you've helped management in the past on easement?
2: Well, um i guess it's varied it's it's usually not very uh, wide ranging it might be something as simple as helping somebody find another manager some their manager just left or uh, or helping them find a contractors for so and so uh for such and such activity or project and um and they might want to build a tank, a stock tank. Uh, I can aim them towards NRCS, for example, and see if there's some cost share that might help them. Same kind of deal with fencing. So those are things that just come up in the course of conversation as we ride around and and look. You know, a lot of people don't visit that well sitting across the table from each other, but if you're looking through the windshield traveling around the country, it's easier for me to visit with somebody, and I I think they're probably... They probably find it's easier to visit with me. It's just a good time to be lighthearted and talk about what's going on and and help them any way they can with information or advice should they ask
3: for it.
0: Yeah, well, I think that's pretty invaluable. Speaking from experience on looking for recommendations for contractors, you never know what you're going to get sometimes. So does anybody have any stories or examples or – funny instances that happened on monitoring visits that you'd like to share
3: i do have one and i think it kind of it, it kind of speaks to uh for lack of a better term how how common we are just as as stewards and as as, as uh, representatives of talt uh, and, and i mean common in a good way uh i had to meet with a manager the landowner could not be there and i had to meet with a manager he was brand new i'd never met him before and uh um, the, all they told him was that the uh steward for texag land trust was going to meet him at such and such day and time and i have an old it's an 01 dodge diesel pickup it's got straight pipes and it's loud and but i use it to to tour those rough ranches because some of them are pretty rough and so i met the young man and we're touring and uh we get to know each other just like ken said you know a little windshield time and make everybody comfortable and uh he looked at me and he said you know when they told me I was expecting the steward from Tex-Sag Land Trust. He said I was expecting a guy in a suit in a Lexus. And when I heard and saw that that Dodge coming around the corner, he thought, ah, "I bet I can handle this guy." So you know, just I, I, and that's what I, that's what I mean by commonness. You know, I mean we're we're just we're just people just like everybody else, and and we're not trying to there to try to make your day tough or or hold you to the fire on anything. You know, we're just regular people doing a job like you are. And at the end of the day, you know, we want to be friends and help you and all as, as, as much as we can. Because, you know, the way the easement is, we're, we're going to be doing this together for forever. So we just will get along.
2: I agree. You know, Clay raises a good point there. There's not really a reason not to. We're both on the same page. The, these folks, uh, well, it may not necessarily be the case with the manager, but the landowner entering into this conservation easement because he had a concern about the country being developed into a, the state that wouldn't be make it available for agriculture and so we're just helping facilitate that and, and and like clay said it's a it's a from now on kind of deal so they know that going into it and and uh and we're glad to serve in that function just to make sure this continues to to be an option for landowners
1: yeah i'll jump in there i think i think ken's exactly right and uh kind of bouncing off of clay's story there so um and clay has some some pretty rough country out west a lot of out of the places I um, go and see it's it's pretty tame compared to that but I've got got one that I covered the last uh, two years it's kind of it's about halfway between myself and clay's country out there and uh, really really remote part of Texas um, really really probably the most beautiful rugged country that i get a chance to visit in texas and um i just finished the monitoring on that one for the second time and uh it's it's pretty tough um it's it's the landowner lives um in san antonio and and doesn't get to the ranch all that much and uh you know scheduling a time that works because it's so remote and it's pretty tough getting them scheduled out. Well, we got it worked out, and, and I was planning on being out there about nine in the morning and, and get our um, get our monitoring done because it's when you leave the blacktop, it's about an hour and thirty minutes to the ranch house, down some pretty pretty rough roads, and way back in. And, and uh, anyway, I was making my way in there on this monitoring visit and I made it about 25 miles and broke a brake line on my truck and completely lost my brakes in some pretty rough country and was was blessed and lucky that it happened in a a good stretch row where I could get stopped. But the other thing is that this whole stretch into this ranch, uh, there's absolutely no phone service whatsoever. Um, just so happens to be the... Uh, there's a a state park along the way into there. Um, And I made my way into that state park and there's a little ranger station that's typically not manned at all, but has a uh, a Wi-Fi signal. And got into the Wi-Fi signal, let the landowner know that I wasn't gonna be on time and uh, had a major problem. He immediately got back to me, um, threw his tools together, much as he could put together, and started making his way out of the ranch, and uh, we got it patched up. He hauled me back into the ranch. At this point, you know we, we, we've uh, and this is the first time I've met. So there's two two entities on this ranch. I've met the other brother before, but this is the first time I met this fellow. So talking about first first impressions when you show up, um, he might have been inspecting that guy in the Lexus as well, um, <laughs> but. You know, at the end of the day, he he helped me put my truck back together. Um, a little bit of baling wire, uh, a couple couple mesquite thorns, and some pliers, and and we pinched her off and got her refilled and got the monitoring done. had a had a lot of laughs. Um, feel like uh, we've come a long way in and getting more comfortable with one another after this experience. And and I think we're both looking forward to next year at this point. And uh, hopefully, it goes a little smoother.
0: Well, that'll do it. <laughs> I also have a um, one of my favorite easements to go monitor. went Last year, it was actually towards the end of August just because we had trouble getting it scheduled. Um, but afterwards, the landowner took me out to lunch and then uh, on the way to lunch, stopped at the grocery store. And I was following the landowner, so I pulled in and uh, was wondering what the heck was going on. But they stopped at the grocery store and went in and bought me some cantaloupes because this county that the easement is in is famous for cantaloupes. And so he bought me some and, uh, it was a, I thought it was a very nice gesture and took it home and shared it with my family. And, um, definitely one of my favorite, favorite easements to monitor and appreciated the kind gesture.
1: I think, um, you know, one, one little topic we haven't covered, um, is is generational turnover and i think we're starting to see that at this point you know some of these easements were, were done 15 years ago um you're seeing some new generations um that that are involved with these properties and um i think that's also going to be a big part from the stewardship side and the monitoring side is you know, starting to build relationships with these next g- generations, and and hopefully the previous generation has done a good job and and explaining these easements and how they work, um, the the um the structure of them, and and maybe, you know, in, instilling some of that um that same uh, respect that they had the original generation had, and why they put it in, um. But I think it's gonna gonna fall on us some as well as 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 the monitors and the stewards to um, to build these relationships and help these new generations understand going in and um, kind of help mitigate some of those potential obstacles in the future that that we had talked about earlier. Um, up to date, as far as I'm aware, we've never had any um, compliance issues with easements, and, and we want to do our best to make sure that we never do um, have any issues in the future. So I think think uh, i just wanted to bring that up too
0: that's a good point and we have you're right we have not had any issues with any of our easements and i think that is a kudos a big kudos to all of you with all of your building relationships with landowners that that you guys have done it's definitely worked out so far we also have a, a packet that we put together for that what you were talking about, the generational turnover with making sure they have everything they need in regards to the easement document and contacting all of us and making it a smooth transition as possible for, for them to help that out. Thank you for that, Brad. So at the end of the day, you as landowners have created the parameters that you want to guide the use of your land forever. Our job as stewards and monitors for TALT is to make sure that those expectations are met and protected. Thank you guys for joining us on Beyond the Fence Line. Beyond the Fence Line is brought to you by the Texas Agricultural Land Trust, dedicated to conserving the Texas heritage of agricultural lands, wildlife habitats, and natural resources. Find out more at txaglandtrust.org.